As you can see, the title of this particular um, sermon is going to be lit. Um, in the midst of all of the, the death that is conveyed in the um, first few chapters that, that we've come across, God is saying live. Um, first, you, you, you come across where it says that um, Joseph and his brothers and his, you know, that generation that they died. And then after that, you see Pharaoh, he comes up and he, he commands death. Um, and then God himself, he says, okay, well, death for death. Your firstborn is going to die. But in the midst of all of these things, horrible things, you know, because death we, we, we always consider a horrible thing. God is saying, I want you to live. In the midst of every dead situation that you may be facing and that you may be going through and maybe um, wrestling with, God said, I want you to live. Amen. This morning, I want to talk to you about living versus merely existing. When you just exist, you don't bear fruit. When was the last time you bore any fruit? These are just questions not to, not to get on you and to, and to say, well, you're bad, shame on you, you didn't bear fruit. No, we're saying that, you know, you still have time to bear fruit. <laughs> Let's go to the book of Luke, chapter 13. I'm going to be reading um, from the NIV. And just put your, put your hand there. Um, at the book of Luke, um, I want to first go to, the, to Exodus, my primary scripture, Exodus chapter 1, verse 6 through 7. Exodus chapter 1, verse 6 and 7, it says, Now Joseph and all his brothers and all that generation died, but the Israelites were fruitful and multiplied greatly and became exceedingly numerous so that the land was filled with them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch on that uh, um, um, a little later, but let's go to Luke. Luke 13. Got all these little gadgets and that stuff up here. So y'all pray for me. <laughs> Book of Luke, chapter 13. Starting at verse number six. Um, Jesus here is, is telling the parable. He says, A man had a fig tree growing in his vineyard, and he went to look for fruit on it. But did, but did not find any. So he said to the man who, who took care of the vineyard, for three years now, I've been coming to look for fruit on this tree and haven't found any. Cut it down. 
Why should it use up the soil? Sir, the man replied, leave it alone for one more year, and I'll dig about it, fertilize it, and if it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, then God, cut it down. I understand that, that, that things are not going like you had originally thought in your mind. And, and this, point in, this point in your life, you, you're saying, I'm not where I thought I would be. But God is saying, I still want you to live. I know it seems as though your marriage is it's a little topsy-turvy. It's, a little, it's getting a little worse right now. It's turned for the worse. But God is saying, I want you to live. I know some things in your past is creeping up right now and some things that you have thought you've defeated and it seems like it's coming back in your life and it seems like, God, I'm losing. But God is saying live. The Bible declares in Psalm chapter uh, 118, 17, it says, I will what? Not die, but live and will proclaim what the Lord has done. God is saying, it is the time for you to start living for me and stop merely existing. Some of us are not living for God right now. All we're doing, you know, because, because it's easy for us to come to church and look like we're the church as opposed to really being the church, being the medicine that this world needs. Someone needs you to bear fruit. Someone needs to see your life and be able to, like Pastor said, pluck something down and eat from it and live. Someone needs you to really be the body of Christ at this particular moment. They don't need you to die. They need you to live because they're watching your life and they're saying, man, I, I need to get out of this mess that I'm in. God's saying live. Because if you live, someone else is going to live. Let's go to the book of Mark. And 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 Usher, can I have a chair as well? I'm not going to be here very long because God has just given me a word to say live. Live. I know it's, sometimes it's easier to just die. Sometimes it's easier to just exist and to be here. You know, you know, Pastor, many people don't want to get involved because they're comfortable with just existing. I don't want to be comfortable anymore. I don't want to be comfortable just sitting here taking up space, sitting in soil. You know, you, I'm not saying go ahead and leave the church. No, I'm saying while you're here, be active and live. Mark chapter 3, verse 27. Ronnie, could you come up here, please? 
And Cliff, could you get that rope? It's by my, by my seat. Oh, bring it up here. Just, just stand right here for a little while. <laughs> Said thrashing. No, it's. Um, I want you to tie him. Tie him up. Because um, God is purposing for us to live. And not just to exist. That's the that's the that's the drive of this message, because he's purposed you for more than what we are doing. Mm-hmm. So this is just for you know um, an example purpose. So. So he could probably bust these ropes if he wanted to. But if Cliff wanted to really tie him, he would, you know, like hog tie him, you know. But, but I don't want Cliff to do that because Cliff is from the farm. <laughs> out there, he, he, he living out there in Amos. <laughs> so, so the scripture in the book of Mark chapter 3 verse 27 It says this, it says, in fact, no one can enter a strong man's house without first tying him up. Then he can plunder the strong man's house. Well, how is this? How are we we relating this? Because when you as the man of your house. are just existing and not living, you give the enemy the opportunity to tie you up. And not only does it affect you, it affects the whole family. April, come on up here, baby. (laughs) Okay. So this is his wife, and he has, he has some beautiful children as well, but I'm not going to bring the children up here. <laughs> so, so the thing about it is, is God wants him to live, but he's just existing. So, Ronnie, stand up, please. Yeah. Surely he can stand up. But how much help is he going to be to his wife and his family? What he's doing now, go ahead and walk a little bit. Go ahead and walk with your man. So what what he's doing is, is just existing. He can't be of assistance to nobody. Everyone is looking at him and they're passing by. Hey, hey, brother, can you can you pray with me? He can't pray with him because he's tied up and bound up. 
He's not living. He needs to live. And if he don't live, she's going to suffer. Because guess what? Now, God has sent you on a mission. I want you guys just to, you know, move this thing. Move this here. Now, she has to do it herself. But, but, but for um, example purposes, I don't want you to, I don't want you to hurt this. <laughs> no, but listen. But that's a good example because we have so many women saying, "Baby, I got this. I can hold it." But how, how long can she hold this up? When it's his responsibility to lead the, the, the family in prayer, lead the family in, in reading the word of God. It's his family to, to allow, it's, it's his opportunity or job to, to, to lead the family to live. And if he's not in the right position to allow his family to live, it's going to be hard on her. It's going to be pressing down on her and the rest of the family because He's not taking his God-given um, responsibility and authority to hold back those things that are coming against the family. God wants him to what? Live. Not just exist. There are too many of us men who are just existing. Married or unmarried. You're just existing. I don't want to exist. Just exist no more. I want to live. I want my life to mean something. You see, when you're existing, baby, you get tired. I'm telling you, this is more tiring than living the life that you're supposed to live with God and producing fruit. Because that is the original intent and the original design by God that you would bear fruit. So, so uh, go, go to Genesis. Thank you, Lord. Go to Genesis. Because we're going to see what man's original intent is. Continue being tied up because you're just existing. <laughs> Genesis chapter 1. Verse 26, it says, then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God created he them, male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and, and do what? Subdue it. Meaning, I want you to have dominion over this here earth. And he says, rule over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and over every living creature that moves on the ground. So, God's original intent was for him to never merely just exist. 
He's supposed to, from, from, from the beginning, is to live, to produce fruit, and to have dominion. But it's the enemy that, that from the very beginning, you remember, you, remember, you remember the story, or you remember the account, because it's not just a fictional story. It's an account by God. So, so we remember the account where um, um, God had given the man the command and said, I'm going to give you um, 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 all of this Eden. I'm, I'm going to give you everything. But this one tree, I don't want you to mess with it. The, the time that you mess with it, guess what's going to happen? You're going to die. You're going to be, what, separated from me. And then when he did it, he was separated from God. He was merely existing. He didn't live. He was merely existing from that time. But when Jesus came, it gave us the opportunity to start living again. So, so why are we still in a, um, in a chaotic situation to where we are looking like this? Where we're still bound and we're still just existing and we're not putting our footprint in the ground and making moves for the Lord and for the kingdom of God. We must live and not die, God says. I want you to live. Exodus, um, our primary scripture, it says, Now Joseph and all his brothers and all the generation, they died. <laughs> Glory to God. But the Israelites were fruitful. That's the point I want to key on on today. Your, your life has to mean something that even when you die, It'll produce. Even when you're gone and you're out of here, you're still supposed to be producing. It says that, that, that Joseph and that generation died, but they were fruitful and they multiplied. Listen, these are, these are three things. It says, but the Israelites were fruitful. And multiplied greatly and became exceedingly numerous. So that's the litmus test of your life. If when you are going out of here, if it's not fruitful, if you, it doesn't multiply greatly and become exceedingly numerous, you wasn't living. You were just existing. Okay, what's your example, preacher? Okay, how about, um, there was a man named Jesus. Did he fit this category? When he died, what happened? People were fruitful, they multiplied, and we, increase was being brought about. So, these are the things that have to happen in, in our lives. While, while we're living, while Jesus was living, did he bring increase? See, it's, it's the same thing when he was alive and when he died. Guess what? The word still came forth. So while we're living, babies, what we have to do is bring increase to someone else's life. Because if when I die, all I did was bring increase to me, what is that saying? About my relationship with my God. It's not really, it's not saying that I had much depth. Sure, I may be going to glory, I may be going to heaven, but what about somebody else? Amen. We are living so that someone else can live. 
Men, I'm telling you, it's our responsibility to take our family to the next dimension in God. Listen, that's why Pharaoh wanted to kill the babies. Kill, you see, because even in the, even in the first chapter of Exodus, when it says it says that um that um Pharaoh told um what, what, what was the what was the mid the midwives name, Shifra and Pua. Those are some names for you. <laughs> so so he told Shifra and Pua. He said he said listen, when you are on the 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 birthing stool. And you see that there's a male or a man child, I want you to kill him. Because he was afraid. Because he knew that in their DNA, they had dominion. Listen, in your DNA, there's dominion. Although the enemy, I'm telling you, he wants to kill you from young. Some of us have been holding on to things that have, that have wounded us from little babies. I'm talking about to us men right now. There are some things that have hampered us since we were young and we haven't gotten over it yet. But God wants to deliver us men so that we can stand in our rightful position in God and lead our families and lead our communities to God. So then um, he told the midwives, I want you to Kill the babies. I want you to kill, not all the babies. He said, if, 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 if it's a woman, go ahead and let her live. But if it's a boy, kill him. Why is the distinction? You know, in the, in the state that we're in now, we always say, well, men and women, they're the same thing. And all you got to be politically correct and things like that. But guess what? There is a distinction. Listen, I'm not saying that women don't have dominion because in the beginning it says that you do. (laughs) It don't say that you don't have the creative ability, but in in, in the beginning, you do. But God gave the man the command. You see, when the women broke the, broke what, um, 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 they said in the, what, what God said in the beginning, nothing happened. But when the man did it, That's when God said, what you doing? What's going on? We have a responsibility, men, to take this church to the next dimension. Why is it most churches, they just feel with women, not strong men of God? Come on, if you stand, if if you sit next to a strong man of God, say, say, baby, there's dominion in you. Come on. Come on, because, listen, we we need some shifras and poors. In this land that's going to say, listen, I'm, I'm not going to kill who you are. Oh, glory to God. I'm not going to kill. Listen, listen, I'm going to save who you are. Listen, sometimes you got to be able to boost your man up and say, baby, I know you can make it. I know you're going to make it through this. I know you're struggling right now. I know things are going a little haywire right now, but there's dominion in you. This life in you, I want you to live because, listen, I know that if you don't live, get best, I'm, I'm not going to live. That's why uh, when, the, when the pastor was going through a little of his trials, it was our responsibility to gird him up and to pray for him. You know why? Because if he don't make it, we ain't going to make it. No, no, listen, y'all don't really... 
Y'all don't really understand the order of it all. If our pastor didn't make it, baby, we wouldn't make it because he got the vision for the body. Just like the man has the vision for the home. And you say, well, I don't have a vision. You better get one. Listen, we're not playing no, listen, the devil's not playing no games. And listen, we shouldn't play no games anymore. We have to live. And God said, I want you to live. I want you to live. For the most part, we are merely existing and not living for God on purpose in his original intent and original design for us. Glory to God. I'm existing, but am I really living for God? Anyone else here tired of just existing, just just tired of just here? Because, listen, your life has to affect someone else's. That's what Joseph's life did. Joseph's life affected someone else. If your life is just affecting you for no more, you're missing it. You're not really bearing fruit. You're just existing. I'm going to work. You know, I got a, I got a good six-figure job. You know, you know my, my house is good. My wife looking good. Shoot. I, my children, they're obedient to me. Everything is going good. But if you just, if just this, this is all you want, God is expecting great more. Remember, if dominion it says to subdue it you got to subdue everything but one thing god didn't never say subdue have dominion over people it's never in there pharaoh here was having trying to have dominion over people out of order listen not saying that um um that there's no order in your job and you're not to submit to your um, bosses or, or supervisors at your job. So don't get it twisted <laughs> because you can mess around being on unemployment line, <laughs> fool around with, you know, your own ideologies in your mind. <laughs> so understand there is an order, but however, to have dominion or to enslave someone is never God's intent. This was this, was this man's intent. God have mercy. Okay, I got a few more. Okay. Thank you, baby. I, see, see, that's why I'm my boomer right there, because you're like, go ahead, wipe your head, baby. <laughs> you see, look, that's a good example, though. Sometimes we got the what we need in our hand. We don't use it. Sometimes, sometimes we do. We, we have what we need. Oh, God. We were born with what we need on the inside of us already. But most times we just don't use it. We're doing all this stuff. It's right here. Use it. Just use it. The, listen, the word of God is here. You have the word of God. God's saying use it because once you use it, then you start producing life. Amen. Then you start to really live. Yeah. That Listen, the enemy is afraid because if we live, we have dominion. Yeah. 
If we live, we rule. Listen, if we live, we reign. But if we die before our assignment is fulfilled, that dominion we've been created with dies with us. You were born for something great. You were born for something extraordinary. And don't, don't let your circumstance, don't let anything that anyone tell you um, otherwise than what the word of God has said. Don't allow them to tell you that, nah, well, I know you open up a business, but, but don't let your expectations be that high. You know, I had a business once and, you know, it fell down to the ground and, you know, I, I, I wouldn't advise it. I wouldn't get your hopes up. Those people, you run from them. I'm telling you, you run fast and hard. Don't associate yourself with people that that don't have a vision, don't have, can't see beyond right here. You have to be able to see further. Because, listen, um, the man, um, the vineyard owner in the book of Luke chapter 13, he says, he says, he says to the owner, wait a minute, just give me one more year. Listen, he had a vision. He said, let me dig about it. There's hope left in you. Let me dig about it. Let me put a little fertilizer on it. I know it looked like it's dead. I know it hasn't produced in a while. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, you know, I'm just thinking that this here is just a parallel of God and Jesus. God is talking to Jesus and say, why is this person still here? Jesus said, just give me just give me a little while longer on him while I work on him, work on his heart and work on his mind, work on what's going on on the inside of him. Let me let me work, because, listen, there is some good in him. I know he's going to produce. He had a vision beyond what was right presently in front of him, because presently in front of him was what? Nothing. Ain't haven't produced in three years. Some of us, we're saying, shoot, that's similar to my life. When was the last time I produced any fruit? Listen, I'm saying that to myself. I'm like, God, don't give up on me. <laughs> Work on me. Work on me, God, because I want to live. I, I don't want to die unresolved, not having done what God told me to do. Everyone stand up. So God just said a simple word of live. You see, I'm telling you. Right. <laughs> no, hold on, hold on, hold on one second. Hold on one second. I know, I know you can you can stay right next to your boo. But the, but the thing about it is, is he's not really doing much. He's here. He made attendance. But he's not affecting anything else. Nothing else is really being affected by what he's doing. Don't allow your life to be unaffected or, or ineffective. My, my fault. Um, 
Um, don't allow your life to be unproductive. There are things that God, you know, it, it's, it's in your heart. You know there's some things that you're like, man, I, come on, I got to do this thing better. I got to really live. I got to really live like this Bible is saying live. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of halfway, you know, you know, um, <laughs> I'm bringing my own self out. God says, God's, God told me, he said, you're in too many pieces. What? He said, you're in too many pieces. I said, why am I in, why am I in so many, what, 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 what am I doing? Am, am, I, am I fragmented? Am I, am I scatterbrained? Am I, am I trying to do too much? What am I doing to where I'm in pieces? I want to be whole. We must be whole. In order for us to be as productive as God desires us to be, we must be whole. Listen, the, um, the best time of Adam and Eve's life is before, of course, they got confronted with the enemy. They were whole. They, they weren't fragmented in mind. They didn't have other thoughts. They didn't have many minds, you know, and, and that's what happens to us. Sometimes we allow life to allow us uh, um, many minds or, or many thoughts to come in and to separate us from God. But God is saying, I want you to be whole. I don't want you to be fragmented. I, I don't want just a piece of you. I want the whole thing. I want the whole, listen, I want the whole thing, God says. Are you willing to give me the whole thing so I can use you to live, to bring forth life to someone else? 